0: This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number
1: 79. Joe at here, folks. I'm happy that you've joined me for my podcast today. You're in for a treat. From my virtual classroom, I'm privileged to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. Their successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep their triumphs a secret. I want you to hear the excitement my students experience too, so you can be inspired by the unique stories. So with the help from Kate, my reporter, I bring you a podcast series I call Moms with Moxie. Sometimes we even interview dads with audacity or teens with tenacity. See how regular mothers and others, average folks who love healing those around them have gone from freaking to fabulous by simply applying what they've learned using what I call practical homeopathy.
0: Hi, and welcome again to another Mom with Moxie podcast. Today, I'm here with Sharon. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity of talking with you. Well, I'm excited to learn more about what you're doing with homeopathy. I know you have a unique family situation in that you have a lot of pets that you. That's use true. With. Yeah, <laughs> and so you have a lot of stories about taking care of those pets and using homeopathy. So I'm excited to hear about that. Well,
2: we live in a country situation and we have lots of strays, cats, dogs. We've had a goat or two, a horse. I'm not treating any of those, but um, we have taken in quite a few stray dogs and stray cats. Um, And we have chickens. My husband was adamant about having chickens so that we could have eggs, and I made him promise that we wouldn't have to eat them. So the chickens have been very healthy overall, but when there has been a problem, it's very easy to put a pellet in water for them to take. And I I know that they're going to get an appropriate dose of what they're needing to have for that particular thing that's going on. So I've even given the chickens remedies.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So let's start by getting to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
2: Uh, I was born here in California Um, I am the oldest of five children and my dad, he went to medical school and we moved to Oregon and he started a general practice. And then we moved several places after that because he wanted to do more education and ended up being a psychiatrist. So we moved all over the place. And one of the things that I remember that relates to how I ended up becoming interested in homeopathy is that... My mom and my sisters and I went to Germany to meet my dad, who was already there. Before we um, went to Germany, we had to have, I don't know how many, 15 different vaccines because of all the things that we might encounter as far as diseases were concerned. And we also had to use a military dentist. And I remember I had so many cavities in my mouth, and I don't know if that was nutrition going on before we were there, but I had all these cavities in my mouth and I ended up with a lot of gut issues that I was having a hard time finding ways to deal with. And I believe that it all went back to that period of time where I had so many vaccines in my body and so much mercury in my mouth that that kind of led eventually to me going on a path to become more healthy.
0: So that Leads us into how you came to be interested in homeopathy. You talked a little bit about that. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the specifics of you learning about homeopathy?
2: I had tried many things uh, to, I had gut issues and they, they basically had been there through a lot of my life, but I dealt with them. I didn't know that there were any other ways to treat them, especially being the child of a doctor because there's always a medical thing that you can do when your father is a doctor. So all of those things were tried. And I got to the point where I was in my probably late 20s, early 30s, and I kept getting recurrent bronchitis issues. Whenever I had a cold, it would go straight into my chest. And at one point in my life, I went to school to become a court reporter, which is a stenographer kind of a thing where you sit in a courtroom or a lawyer's office and you take the back and forth questioning in the conversation down on a a stenotype machine. And so that was my job. And I had to be invisible unless somebody asked me a question and asked me to read something from the record. So the coughing that went along with my frequent bronchitis was embarrassing. I'd have to leave the room sometimes because I was coughing so hard and gagging. So I wanted to resolve that but it just kept continuing. I mean, I was having bronchial episodes almost every winter. And, and then I was at the same time, this is in my 40s then, I started having hormonal issues, perimenopause. And it was very difficult for me because I was having constant headaches, like 40 headaches a month. And wow. I tried different ways of dealing with the symptoms that I was having, which was uncontrollable anxiety and not wanting to do medication to treat anxiety because I'm very sensitive to medication I didn't like the way those things made me feel so long story short I ended up in a practice where there were alternative methods for dealing with menopause and I did go on hormones and it was a big improvement in terms of the anxiety but I could not get enough appropriate hormones into my body through the transdermal method so I was exposed to a lot more hormones than I needed to. But the one thing that I took away from that, I'm off of them all now. I was told that my respiratory issues were due to my gut being inflamed. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that concept. So I was told to do an elimination diet, which I did. Everything improved. I um, no longer had to use inhalers and so forth to not have bronchitis anymore. But I wanted to get off hormone replacement and um, through Weston Price, I started following that diet pretty much. Everything just went away after I did that. So I was looking for an, another alternative way that was not medical and involved medications and pharmaceuticals to treat my gut so that I could be healthy after I'd gotten all of this stuff out of my system. So that led to finding Joette's quarterly posts in Western Prices magazine, and I decided that I wanted to call her, and I did, and made an appointment with her, and became a client. So, how many years has
0: that been now? I think we're
2: going on two and a half years. Maybe okay.
0: Three. So since that time, I know you've taken some of Joette's courses and done a lot of research and learning on your own as well. Tell us what you've studied with Joette.
2: I've purchased uh, two of Joette's courses. And when I ever have free time, which is not frequently these days, I sit down and listen to a portion of it. And I read through her Materia Medica. And I research her on her website a lot. And through just doing that and then trying things in my home environment with my pets and my husband and myself, I have learned a lot about how it works and what not to do and how to um, tell when it's not acting in the way that you would expect, how to choose a remedy and so forth. And that's purely from the Copious information that Joette has on her website, which is absolutely fantastic. I send people links all the time when they have questions. Go to Joette's website because she's got so much information that you can really get started and feel confident about what you're doing for the most part.
0: Yeah, you can learn a lot from that. Um, Okay, so you had mentioned your husband, and what's interesting is he's in the medical field. And I had asked you earlier if he's supportive of you using homeopathy, and tell the listeners a little bit more about that.
2: He was initially skeptical. It's not that he didn't think homeopathy was legitimate or valid, and he believed that it did um, help people, but he wasn't that interested, and it's not that he was allopathically oriented so that it was just like, "I don't want to hear about that. It's an alternative thing, and I believe in allopathy. And it wasn't that at all. Being a busy person, he did not have time to delve into it the way that I did. So he said, I trust you. And sure, I'd be happy to try anything. And um, so little by little, he's gotten more and more convinced to the point he's not telling other people about it. But he is (laughs) happy to take remedies and to try things that I, I think might help him when he gets a cold. Or he recently had a sinus infection that was pretty dramatic, and he had to work. And so I recommended, or I found one that matched his symptoms, a remedy. It happened to be a Banerjee protocol. So I said, why don't you try this? And within three or four days, it was like gone. Mm-hmm. And he was
0: just amazed. So what's also interesting is that your husband is also a client of Joette's. He is. Um,
2: initially, I, I was kind of nagging him about it because I thought that it would be a good thing for him and he was mm, you know not yet not yet not yet but after he'd had a couple of successes with me giving him remedies and it having a good effect on him he was fine with seeing Joette and he makes her laugh <laughs> <laughs> he's a real jokester he, he likes to have fun with people and so forth so well Would now you- I
0: want to meet him <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should the you fact I, could. I think i think we all do at the end i'll have him come in and say hi oh, perfect so he's on board and his chemistry background and medical background has kind of intersected in a way that's interesting he's unlike many psychiatrists or even doctors he does not believe in polypharmacy and polypharmacy for people who are listening is where you give somebody a lot of different drugs to try to treat problems And if you give someone too many drugs, you don't know which drug is doing what and how they're interacting. So he's famous for starting people on one drug. Let's see how the the person responds to that. And then we'll see if we need to add something or subtract something. Sometimes with remedies, it's so tempting to just start it. It doesn't quite have an effect that you think you want or it's not acting fast enough. And so you go and try a couple of different remedies and it's the same thing. You don't know which one is doing what. So he's helped me a lot in that area to just be calm and choose your remedy, do it carefully, administer it, give it some time to act. And so my granddaughter responds really well to Ipecac. I've given it to her for hiccups. And I've given it to her for coughing, and I've given it to her for nausea. So it's been her remedy. Mm. And my younger granddaughter, she's seven. She's not terribly coordinated yet, so she tends to fall a lot, and she scrapes her knees a lot. And she's very dramatic. And she fell and scraped her knees, and I gave her an aconite, and I said to her mom, watch. It's just going to be a minute or two, and she'll be fine. And sure enough, she had been whimpering, and I I gave her the aconite, and within, oh, it was less than a minute, the whimpering just was slowly, slowly, slowly going away, and the sniffing went away, and then she was just like sitting there, and I was able to take care of her knee, and she was fine, she went back out and played. So it's beautiful (laughs) when that happens. So that's that's a remedy that I've told my stepdaughter that she should keep on hand for the girls. Mm
0: So Sharon, tell us some other stories about how you're using homeopathy and let's specifically talk about some of your animals because as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you have quite a few animals. So I want to hear some of those stories.
2: One of the most dramatic ones, Kate, was my neighbor up the road. They had a stray show up and this particular dog was quite dominant and one of her other dogs had used to be the dominant dog and they got into a scrap and The stray dog just tore into my neighbor's little, just like a Westie kind of a dog. And I just happened to talk to her the next day and she told me what had happened. And I said, oh my goodness, this is when I was brand new. (laughs) I said, well, you know, I've, I've heard about some remedies that might help with that situation because she was covered in bites Especially on her abdomen, she was just in bad shape. And our neighbor, she doesn't have a big income, so taking her dog to the vet was not an option at that point. So I said, Well, why don't you try these two things? And please call me first thing in the morning and let me know how they worked for you. She was afraid the dog was going to die during the night. And I was hoping that I had chosen the right thing to give her. So I waited. And the next morning, I actually called her and I said, How is Muffy doing? And she said, Oh my goodness. She's so much better this morning. We're able to dress her wounds. We didn't think she was gonna make it through the night. She just cried the whole night. But the things that you gave her calmed her down and so we were able to pet her and put her in a more comfortable position and then in the morning we were able to clean her up and I'll keep you posted. And she just kept improving and improving and improving. And so she eventually recovered from that situation. The stray dog had to find another home, of course, because that wasn't (laughs) going to work. (laughs) And I was telling you about the lady who delivers the mail to our house. She has probably 12 or 13 dogs. And one of the things that's come up a lot for her with her dogs is she's a little dog fan. So all of her dogs are tiny ones. So they get ear infections a lot. So she was running to the vets to treat all of these issues. And it was putting a strain on her pocketbook to. Be giving her dogs antibiotics all the time. So um, she came to me fairly recently with a situation where the dog's ear was just not healing very well, and one of the groomers had poured vinegar down it. And I don't know about using vinegar for ear infections, it's not something I've ever tried, but I said, you know, it could be it's kind of boggy in there, so let me give you something else that you might try and see how that works for her. So I ran into her in a couple of days, and she told me that the dog was doing so much better, she stopped scratching her ears, it wasn't red, it was not sore and sensitive anymore, it was really on the way to to being better. So we've done that a couple times, and she's been very excited about homeopathy, she doesn't have time to learn
0: it, but she's happy to ask me.
2: So, do you have
0: any dogs in the room with you right now while you're recording the podcast?
2: I happen to have a dog in here. She was making a noise on the door, so I've let her in here. And I don't know if you can hear the panting, but she's in the corner over there. That's my beagle Luna. Luna is uh, 10 years old, and she has been the busiest dog we've ever had. She was a stray. And the thing about beagles is that they are very allergy-prone and their noses take them everywhere that there's food. We live in the middle of lemon orchards. There are no houses visible for a half mile where our house is, so lots of orchard to explore, and periodically the workers will prune or pick the lemons, and they always leave lunch bits and breakfast bits behind, and so Luna is very good at cleaning up the orchards. So we've taken her to the vet numerous times with itchy skin, just to the point where she's biting on herself and she can't sleep at night. She's panting so hard. She's absolutely miserable, can't lie still. And we tried the vet route with different things. We thought it was food allergies. I don't think it's food allergies anymore. I think she's actually allergic to the saliva from the flea bite. It's a histamine reaction. Mm -hmm. So, we gave her a histamine blocking shot which i was totally opposed to because it's a suppressive kind of thing and those things tend to boomerang after a while so i told my husband we have got to find a way to treat her allergies so that she doesn't have these episodes all the time because she was just raw in places right so i did consult with joette and i've done research on my own and we've come to some remedies that have done a very good job with addressing the acute symptoms. So we have not had to repeat the histamine injection this time and I'm hoping that we can hold to that. The homeopathic remedies have worked fabulously in the last uh, two months.
0: It seems that allergies for dogs in particular are on the rise, don't you feel that way? Yes. One of the things I think is
2: the diets that dogs are on. Um, We stopped feeding our dogs dry food long time ago. And we give them a product called Green Tripe. It's ground up cow stomachs. It's disgusting, but the dogs absolutely love it. They never get tired of it. We had a basset hound and she had lipomas all over her body as she aged. And when we put her on that diet, her lipomas shrunk to almost nothing. She had been a very fat dog and she lost weight. She looked great. She really got reinvigorated in her old age Um, the diet made a real big difference with her Mm
0: -hmm. interestingly our dog Lily she's the sweetest golden doodle she's so cute everyone loves her adorable (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she had terrible allergies. Mm. In fact, the vet was talking about maybe having to do some surgery on her ears because she would just itch them raw. And we actually used only homeopathy to cure her of the allergies. She doesn't get allergies anymore. And we would use chronic remedies for mm-hmm. the chronic condition. And then we would mm-hmm. use remedies for the acute on top of it. Mm-hmm. And so the first year We helped her and she had some allergies, but then the second year she only had maybe a couple of weeks of the allergic reactions. Fantastic. And then this year she's had nothing so far. So, see, I'm hoping we can get to that point with Luna. She's much
2: better. I mean, she's herself again, which is so fantastic because she's a very active dog, you know, actively looking for food out in the orchard and she enjoys her walks. And recently, With the allergy situation resolving, all of a sudden she was not herself and we found out that she has bone spurs in her knees. So of course, rather than signing up for the ritual pill from the vet's office, we are working with homeopathic remedies and have already seen some results.
0: Okay, so I know that you've been As you mentioned earlier, talking with your stepdaughter and your grandchildren about homeopathy, and they've used some homeopathic remedies. So I think it would be interesting to know about that dynamic and how you approached initially having her use homeopathy and how open has she been and how has that played out?
2: Well, I have a very close relationship with my stepdaughter and So the girls come and visit us with their parents several times a year. And since this is a farming environment, there's times when they fall, they were roller skating out in front. We have a hill in the front of the house. So that was a little bit scary. So I think I started with Arnica gel. (laughs) Okay. And when one of the girls fell down and I put some Arnica gel on her bruise and she stopped crying and felt better. So I explained to my stepdaughter, what homeopathy was. And she said, oh, I'd be really open to trying it. She had done some essential oil treatments and things like that when I explained to her the difference between essential oils and homeopathy and how they could be incompatible because of the strong odors and so forth. And I think it started with uh, my oldest granddaughter getting a cold and just sniffing and coughing in the middle of the night and so forth. So I got the Ipecac out for her. And it made a big difference. She stopped coughing. So I explained to both of the girls about the fact that the remedies weren't candy. You know, I just went through Mm -hmm. the whole safety thing with them and I explained it in front of their mom. I said, you can't take these things on your own. You need to always ask your mom or dad before you get into the bottle and you have to make sure that you Don't do this, this, and this with the pellets and Mm -hmm. so forth. So just basically educating them with the little incidents that happen with them. And they've all been pretty simple. I haven't recommended things. In fact, I don't think they've even had a pediatrician visit in over a year. So it's mainly just remedies for colds. And they love the aconite bryonia remedy to cut a cold off. It's worked several times just within a day, they're absolutely fine. They aren't missing school
0: anymore and they're not in the pediatrician's office anymore either. So that is a combination. It's actually a Banerjee protocol and it's aconitum 200 mixed Mm -hmm. with bryonia, either 30 or 200 C. And that is an amazing combined remedy for the beginning of a cold. So if you don't have that one in your stockpile, (laughs) get it.
2: Absolutely. And my husband travels with it. He travels once a month and then drives distances and overnight another time during the month. And he's been very prone to colds recently. So aconite bryonia is in his SOS kit that he takes with him. And he gets exposed to a lot of different people in his practice. And he actually had someone cough right in his face, someone with a full-blown cold coughing right in his face, oh, and no. whipped out the aconite bryonia and took it and didn't get sick.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. Wow.
2: I had a very interesting experience. It's been about a year now where my granddaughters and my stepdaughter were visiting our house and we decided to go out for Japanese food. And I love Japanese food and I love sushi. And I ordered one that I've not ordered before. I won't say the name of it. I don't want to malign any types of fish, but um, (laughs) (laughs) within a day or two, I was just not feeling myself. I was very queasy and I had no appetite, which is unusual for me. And I just felt awful. So I consulted with Joette and explained the situation. I called it the bad fish episode. And so she suggested some remedies that I might try and those helped with the queasiness But I had to go to San Francisco for an appointment. It's about four and a half hours away and I was still feeling so logy. So I um, took all my remedies with me and we usually stay in this very nice hotel in downtown San Francisco. And I came home and I was much better from the bad fish episode. But about 24 hours after I got home, I was awakened at night with intense itching on my side. on the underside of my left arm. And I took my pajama top off and I was horrified to see that I was covered with bites that went all the way down my left arm and about a six inch swath along my chest wall on my left side. I had never experienced anything like that. I had no idea what it was. I thought we have either got a huge bug infestation in our bedroom or what in the world did I get into? And then I started uh, Googling it, and the pattern was bed bugs, and it just made so much sense. Well, I tried myself to find an itching remedy, and it took it away for a little bit, but it would awaken me in the middle of the night with just off the charts itching. So I consulted with Joette on an SOS basis. I sent her an email. I said, I'm sorry. It's an emergency. I need to ask you how to deal with this. I said, I, it's just unbearable. So she suggested a combination remedy for me, and that combination worked immediately. The itching went away in less than 10 minutes, and it would wear off, so I would take another dose, and that went on for a couple of days, but you could just see the bed bug map on my (laughs) arm and my chest going down bit by bit. So I was thrilled. So I've used that same combination with my beagle. What it does is it makes, well, it made me sleepy. I was able to go to sleep with it, plus have the itching go away. And it does the same thing for Luna when she was in her frenzy. And it's just been a really good remedy for her. It's her go-to when she, when she does have itching.
0: Okay, now I'm curious. You have to tell us what that remedy is. Okay. It's a Banerjee Protocol, and it's
2: Arsenicum Album 200 and Antimonium Crude 200.
0: Hmm, the famous skin protocol. Yes, yes. Oh, That's it was a miracle, miracle
2: worker. And I'm glad that I got home from San Francisco before that happened because I was just miserable. It was absolutely hideous. I've never mm-hmm. had anything like that. I mean, I've been bit by spiders and fleas and whatnot, mosquitoes, but that was the worst mm-hmm. itch
0: experience I've ever had. Wow. Sharon, you've had a lot of great stories to share with us about using homeopathy, and it's been fun getting to know you. Can you just share with us some final thoughts about homeopathy and what you might say to those who are listening today?
2: I have the perfect word to describe the way that I used to be before homeopathy. My husband invented it for me and tells me that my whole family is infested with this malady. It's called catastrophilia. Because... catastrophe I, lo- I love that word and um, it's for people who immediately press the panic button when something happens and I used to be one of those people I have to say that I can be one of those people from time to time but homeopathy has been the single best thing that I've gotten myself involved with of all the alternative paths that I've taken in my health journey to lessen my episodes of catastrophilia. Having the remedies on hand, Joette is absolutely right. You can't have too many. My closet is filled with remedies. But I feel confident because if something happens, I can do something. I can do something right away as soon as I can find the remedy that matches whatever's going on. And aconite is my go-to. I do take it when things like that happen because you don't always think straight. Um, My dachshund, Winnie, killed a chicken right in front of me and I tried to save the chicken from being eaten and I was unsuccessful I was heartbroken my husband was gone that weekend and I ran in the house I took aconite he bit me not because he was trying to bite me but because he was trying to hang on to the chicken that he was killing and so I had some bad wounds on my hand and I didn't panic I mean I was feeling panicky but I was able to methodically think my way through it and aconite was the first thing that came to my mind, and then the next thing was something to treat the bites, and I recovered beautifully from the episode, and usually when my husband is gone, things tend to happen like that, so I had homeopathy on hand so that I feel a lot more confident about dealing with the things that come up in a a country living situation, Mm -hmm. so I love it. I'm looking forward to learning more and more about it.
0: Good. Well, it's been fun getting to know you and I want to thank you for taking the time to share all this good information with us. Thank you, Sharon.
2: Thank you, Kate. It was really great to meet with you and I'm glad we had the opportunity to talk together and I just encourage everyone to follow your passion with it. It won't disappoint you. Thank you. Exactly. Before we go, can we meet your husband, Michael? Absolutely. He'd be interested to meet you too. Hi,
3: Kate. Hi, Kate
0: hey michael it's nice to meet you
3: nice to meet you too
0: so i had to talk to you because your wife just told me that every time that you talk to joette that you make her laugh so no pressure or anything but you're on a podcast and we all want you to make us laugh
3: you want me to make you laugh
0: (laughs) yeah you want me to tell you a joke or something (laughs) i don't know but you love homeopathy
3: My wife loves homeopathy and homeopathy has done some really incredible things for me personally.
0: Great. I've heard some pretty amazing things and how it's helped you. So that's really wonderful. Do you enjoy meeting with Joette?
3: Of course.
0: Yeah. She's funny herself.
3: Mother Teresa.
0: You call her Mother Teresa or?
3: Yeah. I tease her. Yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah,
3: sure. (laughs)
0: Oh, I bet she gets a kick out of that.
3: Yeah. Well, I tell her stories and make her laugh about myself and the animals, my symptoms, my idiosyncratic behaviors she <laughs> thinks are funny.
0: Probably the way you say it she thinks is funny. Maybe. <laughs> I'm glad that I got to meet you.
3: Well, I'm glad I got to meet you too. I'm I'm really excited that you're doing this thing with my wife because she really invests a lot of time and energy in it and has done really miraculous you know we've kept the dogs and the cats and everybody away from the vet Mm -hmm. which is really nice and it's been great it really has been great
0: yeah that's wonderful it's it's an investment in time and resources but it pays off in the long run in so many ways so yeah well it was great to meet you thanks for jumping on and saying hi to us
3: no problem at all nice to meet you too i'll give you back to sharon
0: okay so you got to meet
2: the guy who invented
0: catastrophilia yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that that word is gonna stick with me now
2: (laughs) good you can have it it's a great word (laughs) it is i was very offended at first about it but not anymore
0: (laughs) now it's just funny yeah okay well sharon thank you so much and
1: give our thanks to mike too i will As I hope you know by now, on my blog, podcasts, and Facebook Live, I offer as many protocols for simple conditions as I can, for free, without affiliates or advertising. But let me be clear, when it comes to more complex conditions, it's key that you learn how to use these medicines properly. I want you to be well-trained. So, I save discussions of the more involved methods for my courses, in which I walk students through each method with step by step training. In these podcasts, I focus on those students of mine who have already tunneled in and learned how to take care of themselves, family, friends, and pets, and even livestock using homeopathic medicine. Many of these students began their education by participating in one of my Gateway to Homeopathy study groups. And now, After taking one or more of my courses, they're well trained to use my specific brand of homeopathy. I hope listening to this podcast has inspired you to follow in their footsteps. With the proper training, you too can nurture and protect the health of your family and loved ones with practical homeopathy.